You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's Locked On Mavericks for Wednesday, January 25th. I'm Mike Marshall. He's Jacob Kemp. Thank you for listening. Feel free to uh, rate, review, subscribe, all those nice things that nice listeners do. The response has been great, and thank you if you listen every day. Um, you can follow me at Machine Sports. You can follow him at Not Jack Kemp. And you can follow the show at Locked On Mavs. And if you'd like to hear uh, us speak about your um, local business, we could do that right here if you, uh, if you reach out to us. Get in touch uh, either via any of those Twitters I just mentioned or LockedOnMavs at gmail.com, and we can arrange something for you to uh, get in front of an audience of about a 1,000 people every morning. So if you're interested in that, uh, let's do some bitness. Um, what we're going to do today is I figured we'd kind of save um, the laughing at the Knicks stuff until maybe tomorrow, especially if they lose this game, because there's too much – there's too much to do in terms of laughing at the Knicks and their uh, cap situation and the discussion that we uh, really want to get to anyway, which is we were out about town uh, last weekend. I guess it was Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah. Saturday. Friday? Yeah, Friday. Um, and we were trying to come up with um, – I don't know if you were in the beginning of this conversation, but I think me and Mino were trying to come up with a decent comp for Harrison Barnes. Like, who would you be comfortable trading Harrison Barnes for right now? And it wasn't like, get rid of Harrison Barnes. That's not the discussion. Um, I find it fascinating and awesome that we're having to have this conversation. But, um, you know, just trying to find guys that are on his tier. Because he's reached this weird little 20-point score, 5-6 to six rebounds, probably second best player on a, on a contending, you know, top five Western Conference team. Who are the other dudes that are like him? And it took us a while, and we threw out a name that got very interesting. <laughs> uh, one, because I think the hype on this, uh, this other player is quite high. Um, and two, because the situation is very, uh, very perplexing. And that being uh, Andrew Wiggins. And it came down to the question of, would you trade Harrison Barnes straight up for Andrew Wiggins? The former first overall pick by the Cavs that got shipped to the Timberwolves. Uh, he's not even 22 years old yet, uh, about 30 more days until he turns 22. And um, I guess we can use stats to start the discussion. Um, raw numbers, pretty simply, 22 points for Wiggins, 4.3 rebounds, 2.4 assists. Um, Barnes, 20 points, 5.3 rebounds, 1.5 assists. And Barnes is almost, what, Two and two-thirds years older. Barnes is going to be 25 here in about uh, 100 days. So the age thing, don't think that doesn't play a part. But I guess we'll start with what's your overall uh, perception of Andrew Wiggins? Uh, I think he's come along quite nicely. I was worried early in his career that he would – and I don't know that worried, but definitely the fact that he couldn't shoot was holding him back. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't shoot in college at all. Right. Um, but I just I like the type of player he is in that he's uh, 
Uh, he's uh, very – he can create and he can defend. Mm-hmm. So if you can do those two things, to me, the shot can come later. And he was 19 when he came into the league. But I actually think he and Barnes are very similar players. They're both about the same size. I think that you could probably play Wiggins at the four some in four years. Mm-hmm. Not not now. He needs to bulk up some. Yeah, um, think about Wiggins when he's 24. Yeah, you know, that's what he, I'm saying. He, is he, it... might, he might look exactly like Harrison Barnes. Like Barnes is 20 pounds heavier, listed as 20 pounds heavier. And that's a reason for like a lot of the different things that he does that Wiggins doesn't do yet. But you have to think about this in like this age um, this age uh, vacuum where <laughs> you'd be, you be trading the dude right now, but in two years, could he be the size and strength of Harrison Barnes? I think he definitely can. I do think, however, Barnes will always be a better shooter because Barnes is having a down year from three, but he was a good shooter in college. Oh, yeah. And his first year in the league, 36, then 35, then 41, then 38. When Wiggins came into the league, he was a 31 and then 30% shooter mm-hmm. uh, from three. And he's not you know, particularly good from mid-range either. But he is he can get to the rim, though. Yeah. And so I, I, I love Wiggins as a player. I didn't disagree with the trade because of where – um, the Cavaliers were in their like their win curve. Like they were not in a position to to play a rookie with LeBron, right? And let him figure that out. You know, they especially they need... one that does so many of the same things as LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I think overall, maybe for the future of Cleveland, it would have been better. But where I think this gets interesting is obviously we wouldn't even have been having this conversation before this year, right? Preseason, we, we would not have. <laughs> no, I would have laughed you out of the room. You would have taken Wiggins and, and ran away. Right. So I think the interesting thing to me is that Barnes has had an opportunity now to kind of be a lead dog on a team that doesn't – that isn't really not, – it's not that they're not trying to win, but they're not like a contender. Mm-hmm. And Wiggins has kind of been doing that since day one. Yeah. Like he has Cat now, and maybe that's part of the reason that, you know, he's taken uh, – maybe – I mean, he's still scoring 22 points a game. So – I don't know. That to me, that's that's the interesting part about it is, is it's kind of like I feel like they're very similar, except that right now I would say that not, I don't mean like for the future. I actually think that the Timberwolves wa- uh, roster is better than Dallas's. Oh, like it if, you, is. if if you just took those two players off and mm-hmm. looked at the rest of the roster, especially with Bogut out, um, and just say that their their team is this. So if I would very easily to me would take the Timberwolves roster over the Mavs. And the Mavs have more wins right now, don't they? Uh, they're getting really close. Um, I know the Timberwolves have been playing okay of late. I can pull up the standings real quick. And so They you. are – oh, they're a game and a half back yeah. from Minnesota. Then in that case, I guess that's the only deciding factor is that mm-hmm. in this case, I guess – I honestly can't say that either one of them is better than the other. No, well, I can't either. And whenever you start getting into it, your your note about defense, here's the thing about Andrew Wiggins and his defense. Um, his numbers in terms of synergy, they aren't going to be that pretty. But whenever you take into account that he's constantly trying to lock down the other team's best wing player, um, that has to be factored into the sauce of judging Andrew Wiggins defensively. Because if you just look at raw numbers versus Harrison Barnes' raw numbers, um, Andrew Wiggins has faced – 235 more possessions defensively this season. 235. Barnes has faced uh, two, 350 total 
350 total possessions. Harrison Barnes has been the lone defender on somebody. Wiggins, people go after him because he's defending the other team's best player on a nightly basis. And that's something, like, I don't know how much you factor in, like, how much defense weighs on a guy uh, compared to, like, his offensive output. But I think that's, like, really important. Like, if you have a dude that can check all these boxes in terms of um, going out there and defending the best player that plays along the perimeter for the, for the other team and also your primary pick-and-roll pick and ball handler uh, who can do it at a decent clip and score 22 a night, that's there aren't that many dudes out there like that. Sure. Um, that's why you pay Wes. Yeah. Um, the theory. other thing, here's, here's some of the uh, points per possession numbers. Um, Barnes is a better in just about everything. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. Um, Barnes is a 1.007 overall. All his possessions he's had this season, he scores north of a point, uh, which is very good, 75th percentile. Wiggins is at .941 overall, which is it's just average. Uh, the one thing you might have guessed uh, that Wiggins kills Barnes in is transition. Wiggins is awesome in transition, 78th percentile. Um, overall half-court offense, Barnes has got him by quite a bit. And here's the things in particular that Barnes uh, laps Wiggins in. Uh, isolation, post-ups, and spot-ups. Um, but Wiggins is scoring more because he's taking one more shot a game, and he gets to the line twice as much as Barnes does. Um, they are a very similar body build. Like, I feel like they have the same frame. They're just different ages. Um, they're both 6'8". Wiggins is about 200. Barnes is about 225. But they use them completely differently um, in terms of how they're used in pick and roll. Because um, most of Wiggins' possessions, offensive possessions, have came as a pick and roll ball handler. 335 possessions as a pick and roll ball handler. Harrison Barnes has 28. Barnes' best attribute is actually being the pick and roll roll man. He's had 80 possessions doing that, so 10% of all of his possessions at 1.215 points per possession, which is his highest clip out of anything he's done this season. So we, we quoted all his fun isolation numbers early. We quoted all his fun post-up numbers early. But what he's been doing really well since that time we stopped quoting him is being an awesome dive man in terms of uh, pick and roll. Wiggins has only been the screen setter and the dive man four times this season. Yeah, so they, and I wonder, I wonder if that will change like later on in his career because it's not like you would have seen Barnes do that. I didn't, I didn't see him do that in Golden State at all. No. No, I mean, I mean he put on muscle, obviously. He's a bigger dude now. He, 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 he plays up to like the four, and Wiggins, they both start at the same point almost, which is like a natural three. Um, and then Barnes' skill set at this moment allows him to slide up. And Wiggins' skill set at this moment allows him to slide down, even all the way down to the one, basically, um, because he can handle. He has such a good handle. Um, with that many pick-and-roll possessions as a ball handler, I'd like to see him probably have more than, uh, what does he have, two assists a game? But I don't know. He also know. doesn't get to the line. Yeah. I mean, at all. Yeah. And you think about – Wiggins gets uh, almost twice as many free throws a game. That's the one thing about Barnes that I would like. I wish that you yeah know, you could see a little bit more of, and he, I, maybe that'll come next year. Yeah, and sometimes whenever he's cooking, he'll do it. Like whenever he takes over like a quarter, but yeah, he yeah. doesn't do it. He doesn't do it consistently at all. He's more he's more trying to create space um, so he can get a, get a clean shot off. But I also factor into account that Wiggins has been playing pick and roll with Cat 
for two yeah. ye- for two years, <laughs> and that's that one play is honestly better than anything the Mavericks have had in the last two years offensively. Uh, I would throw Rubio's ability to find a cutter in yep. there. Yeah. For you know, D. Will has been pretty great as a scorer mm-hmm. this year, but he's not Rubio when it comes to finding lanes. I mean, there really almost no one is. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't bring up um, running off cuts and off screens because they're both really really good at it. They're about the same. Um, but yeah, they're both pretty excellent at running uh, off cuts. I think. Let me look at Barnes. Wiggins off cuts is, uh, yeah, he's 1.391 points per possession, which is the highest number of anything that we're going to quote. I feel Um, like every highlight I see of him, that's that's what's taking place. Yeah, and, well, if you switch over to Barnes, he's only done it 27 times this year, but it's a (laughs) (laughs) 1.704, which is you score every time, basically. Um, So there you go. There's where the numbers stand. I guess... In in summation, when you take into account the age, the ability, I think I think a guy of Wiggins size playing the three, basically doing what Chandler Parsons used to do um, for us for a couple of years. I think a dude of that size being a pick and roll ball handler and doing it pretty damn well at age twenty one is more valuable than what Harrison Barnes can do for you. And I love Harrison Barnes. Like, there's nothing wrong with him. I'll take that all day. He can be my four for into perpetuity. But the upside of Wiggins, that he's already defending the other team's best player, and he can run pick-and-roll ball handler and slide down to the one, I'd probably take the slightest edge on Wiggins. Uh, I think I'm going to agree. It's tough to say with Cat, Gorgie, uh, Levine, yeah. Rubio, even when they had Peck before. I mean, that's a pretty good roster now. That's why, I mean, I am surprised they're as bad as they are. They're just super young. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> even with Tyus Jones, who's, you know, Chris Dunn, who aren't, you know, playing much. But I I am probably with you, but I think we just need to stop and rejoice that the Mavericks have a guy who they're – is playing like a number one overall pick is playing and he's going to be here for a while. Yeah. It's just kind of a, it's a good situation to be in. Yeah. And I think Barnes might have, you know, a next tier. Like if he plays the four, like exclusively next year um, and they run the offense through him, does he get a little bit better? Uh, Does he bump up a little bit? And the only thing with Wiggins that I would say um, is encouraging in terms of him, you know, uh, being more productive is just natural progression because he's going to run the same exact position. Like, yeah, that's, that's what he's true. doing. And he's going to play with the same guy. Yeah. Like, he's not going to have a different roster for most of his career, I would guess. And there's no telling what Barnes's roster looks like. The best way to get him more looks that look like what Wiggins runs is to go get him a five. Mm-hmm. 18 and nine last night and went over the Clippers. Yeah. 18 and 9 for Noel and a win over the Clippers. No Embiid. I'm I'm in. I've already I've already locked him in for uh we played him at the five. He got like 20, 20 like five minutes and he went for like eighteen and nine and five or something. I'm already I've already got the four for eighty offer sheet signed up or whatever his max is. I'll I'll throw yeah. that. I don't care. I don't care. Four for a hundred. Let's let's do it. 
I don't um, know that those two guys would get along particularly well, but I don't care at this point. Nerlens and Harrison? Yeah. Uh, I feel like Harrison Seem likes likes about, everybody. About as different as two people could be. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like like Harrison Barnes ain't getting his renter's insurance revoked. Uh, no. Nerlens probably can't get insurance on anything now. No. But yeah. uh, <laughs> credit, credit, credit scores might look a little different. <laughs> Quite different. Um, all right, so there you go. There's our uh, – there's our wasn't much of a fight, but um, in regards to Harrison Barnes and Andrew Wiggins, and like we said, like the fact that we have to debate whether we would give up Harrison Barnes for Andrew Wiggins at this point in the season um, is found gold. Yeah, because I, this would have been a joke. Like I, Wiggins would have been maybe two tiers higher than Harrison Barnes at the beginning of the season, and um, yeah, just I understand Barnes is. The isolation stuff is still damn incredible. Like I yeah. just can't, I can't believe that it's he got he got put in the. Uh, well, I was gonna make a Deadpool reference, but you wouldn't get it. So, anyway, um, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow to review the um, the Mavs and the Knicks game. And uh, Jacob, thank you for your time. We'll see you, man.